Hello, everyone. Welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Lehman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Better than you, Mike. Where's the energy? I'm tired. <laughs> tired. That's, that's what these 8 p.m. recordings do to us. The weather's been crap, right? Mm-hmm. So I haven't been going for walks like I would normally go for. Like that's one of the one thing that we do to keep sane around here is we go for walks around the neighborhood. It's been crap. Today was the first time in probably a week that I've actually been outside for longer than 20 minutes and not just standing in the backyard with William watching him run in a circle, like just kind of standing there, right? Right. So I went out for about an hour walk, pushing William around town in the stroller, and I am beat. I am exhausted. You got to make that boy push you in the stroller. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. You know what? That would probably make you less tired, Mike. It probably. It would probably make (laughs) him very tired, though. Yeah, that's a win-win, I think, in my books, right? (laughs) I guess so. But (laughs) otherwise, how how are you doing? Just good? (laughs) Well, that's under it's undeniable, Mike. It is undeniable. But no, I am I am doing well. I agree with you. The weather has been garbage lately, but uh, today we were outside for I don't know, like 3 hours. I was supposed to be working and I decided, "Ah, screw it. I'm not going to worry about it." So I went and played with my boy. 3 hours, damn. Yeah, it was good. We bought him a, well, we didn't even buy it. We got it for free off of Facebook, but a like play center in the backyard. Yep. Um, I don't know how else you would describe it, a pro- play structure. So I think he'll be pretty excited to play with that tomorrow. We we picked it up just before dinner, so he didn't get an opportunity to use it. So it's got a nice big slide on it. He's going to have to climb up it in order to get in. It's going to be, I, I think he's going to really like it. I, th- I think your son would like it. Climbing on things is one of his big favorites, right? Plus that $0 price tag. Whew, baby. <laughs> can't complain about that. No. You can't complain. That's right. We said before that Ben's been talking a lot, obviously, but now he does this really funny thing where he's got like his yeses and nos nailed down. Like he knows it. But if he really wants something and you ask him, he gives you the yep. So it's like, hey, Ben, do you want to, you know, go play with your trucks? Yep. And it turns around and heads over to the trucks. And it's just, I don't know. It To me, it's a little bit more exciting than, yes, I would like to. Is I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was podcast worthy. It's got a little more get up and go in it. Yeah. Yeah. A little more, a little more oomph behind it. But other than that, I don't know. Nothing, nothing too crazy. He's been, like I've said before, we watched a little bit more TV nowadays, you know, and efforts to pass the time and sometimes i gotta take calls and that's the only way he can shut up for half an hour <laughs> <laughs> we know now that he actually watches the show and absorbs the show because there's certain moments in the show that well what show is him. he watching it's called cory carson is his favorite one it's go go cory carson on netflix it's one of their netflix originals it's fantastic he really likes it anyway we watched that one. We watched Thomas the Train Engine, or sorry, Thomas and Friends. We watched that one. Okay, going back, what is Corey mm. Carson about? He is a car, and he's got his car family, and I don't know, they just learn little life lessons and stuff, Mike, like, you know, don't bully your friends, and copycatting is okay if it's your little sister car and all that kind of stuff. But he he's really into it. There's like 14 episodes, and each episode is only like seven or eight minutes long. They're not hugely long shows or anything like that so do they talk by beeping and honking oh no no they're like actual people 
It's kind of like the movie Cars. Uh, okay. You know, except just a little bit more, I'm not going to say cartoony, but more like child-esque cars than semi-realistic cars. And a lot less smart car puns, I assume. Yeah. Well, no, no. No, 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 no. There's lots of car puns. And there's lots of jokes in there for the parents who happen to be watching. Well, that's always good. Because you, you need to have that little bit of parental entertaining in there as well, or else it's just not going to work. Yes, that's right. But anyway, as I was saying, was we've been watching the shows, but he definitely watches them because there's moments that'll make him laugh really loud. We were watching a Toy Story short thing because uh, we have Disney Plus, you know, just another like 10 minute thing. And there's a moment in there where Bo Peep smacks a cat tail out of her face because the cat is like brushing up against her nose or whatever. And that boy laughed louder than I've ever heard him laugh in my entire life. And then we would just rewind it. And the same thing would happen. He would just kill himself, Mike. That was like 15 minutes of solid laughing. Does he laugh when you do that to your cat? I don't know. He, <laughs> loves, he likes our cat, but I'm sure the cat would not appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure not. But yeah, I don't know, man. Other than that, that's kind of all he's been doing. Just talking more, learning more words, that kind of stuff. But yeah, you know, going with the flow. What about you? Uh, it's It's been fun. Uh, lots of things going on, especially with William and, and uh, in other ways as well. Not all of them fun. Some of them just crazy. Uh, William has like seven teeth coming in. At the same time? Yeah. Damn. So he's like constantly upset about nothing, you know, like just... Uh, so... You know, we assume that it has to do with his teeth because sometimes he grabs his mouth and we give him Tylenol and he stops bitching, you know, but... What what teeth is he getting seven of? He's getting, like, the molars, his eye teeth are coming in, like, like everywhere, oh, all okay. over the place. He's got teeth coming in left, right, and center. It's crazy. So, he's biting absolutely everything. Okay. Think of something that you're like, oh, you know, it'd be great if a kid didn't bite that. William just bit it. Okay. You know, like, he's biting game controllers and leaving scratches on them. And, <laughs> like, it's just this, oh, he's biting everything. Cardboard boxes, taking them apart with his bites, you know, just, oh, crazy. Also, William has decided that his new thing to display his displeasure is headbutting. Headbutting. Like, headbutting. Like, straight up MMA like headbutt. Headbutt. Like, head back and forward into something. So, it, does he headbutt the item that he does not like, or just yes. like, I need to find a wall, and I'm going to headbutt the wall yeah, out of rage? both. He headbutts everything. Like, he's gone on headbutting journeys, where it's like, I'm so mad that I'm going to headbutt the wall, the sink, pile of diapers. He'll headbutt everything. He's headbutt me. <laughs> he headbutt the cat. He's headbutt everything. That's crazy. And so, does he obviously hurt himself once he does the headbutt, which makes him more upset? It depends on what he's headbutting. Yeah. I mean, the pile of diapers, he doesn't, you know, doesn't bother him much. But every so often, he'll be so upset and he'll run over and he'll headbutt, like, the bathroom door, which is, like, say, for example, because this is exactly something that happened today, is... Laura went into the bathroom to have a shower and she closed the door behind him and he wanted in the bathroom so that he could like play with the toilet paper roll or the plunger because that's his new favorite damn toy is playing with the plunger. So he wanted in the bathroom. Well, she closed the door behind her. So he headbutts the door. 
<laughs> and it was like so loud that Laura heard it in the shower and he like headbutted it so hard that he fell on his butt and just started crying louder. Like he's headbutting door frames. Like he's not learning lessons from headbutting things. <laughs> like damn. Yeah. So it's it's been fun just watching him headbutt everything. He headbutts his dresser. I'm wait I I gotta watch because he he like almost headbutts the the handles, the metal handles. Right. And that'll just be not good. So how do you deal with that then? Like did you just say like no, I guess, or you try and then you try to stick your hand in between the things that are actually gonna injure him if you can. Right. Like you know <laughs> That's like, crazy. You do what you can, but most of the time he runs to the other side of the room and headbutts the wall. Like what can you do? You can't get there faster than him. Mm-hmm. He's gotten to the point now because he's walking he's walking really well. He walks in the backyard and he walks to the front door because he knows like, oh, if I leave through the gate, I can go to the front door and go inside the house. So we let him in the door in the house and he walks in the house and we close the door behind him. And then he just headbutts the door because he wants to go back outside. Like it's all all headbutt all the time. So does it happen for like a long time? Like does he just like headbutt constantly until you kind of like <laughs> remove him from, you know, everything? No, he'll or headbutt is it just for, kind of like one and done kind of deal. He'll headbutt once or twice and then it'll be done for a few minutes and then it'll well, I, mean, I don't know. Well, There'll depends, be a break. Yeah. There'll be a break in right, headbutting. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's it's wacky. And I mean, we put him in the pack and play and he headbutts the pack and play, you know. But something else that's happening in the pack and play is he's got this new wonderful world he's discovered. He's discovered that the floor of the pack and play comes up. Right. Because the floor of the pack and play comes out so that you can fold it up. Well, he's uncovered that there's this world underneath the pack and play bottom. So he starts pulling it up and then he hides toys under there. Okay. Yeah. So he's hiding toys under the pack and play bottom. And then he sits on the bottom and he can't pull it up because he's sitting on it. So he gets upset, starts headbutting the floor and headbutting the pack and play walls. And it's like, <laughs> you're sitting on it. Like, of course, it's not going to pull up. You, you can't pull the thing you're sitting on up. So that's been fun. He's also been hopping into the bottom, like the cloth bottom of the pack and play. Like he folds up the bottom and then hops into the cloth area. Oh, okay. So it's, so it's like, okay, he, if he keeps doing this, he's just going to fall through, through the bottom <laughs> of the pack and play because it's not designed to carry the entire weight, you know? Sure. Yeah. So uh, it does have Velcro so that you can Velcro the bottom to the actual packet play itself. So they can't pull it up. So next time I get a chance, I'm going to, stick velcro it down because the way of course the way it's set up right now the velcro parts are not in a good position to be velcroed down like it's just it's not ideal like it's just thrown in there right like it wasn't set to be because you know we weren't counting on him pulling up the bottom constantly so (laughs) does he still enjoy being in the pack and play or do you get like five minutes out of it and then you're then you're done depends on what's happening sometimes he he just runs in circles and has an amazing time right like i don't i don't get it he's just like wee and like runs around inside and has a fantastic time sometimes we put on a show like we'll put on pancake manor or the wiggles for him on a tablet and that'll be on the kitchen table and he'll just sit and watch and and be quiet and that'll be like what we do when only one of us is there's one of us with him and they have to cook or something like that like that's we'll put that on and just throw him in the pack and play and he's he's good and he sits and he watches his show and he's happy sure 
other than at times he just gets really upset, throws everything inside of it outside under the floor to protest, starts headbutting things, you know. <laughs> just, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So he's 50 50. Yeah. It, it, it really depends. Like it, you can't really guarantee. The only time you can guarantee a good time in the pack and play is if you're playing something on the tablet. Really? Mm-hmm. That's it. And and like I said, he's been walking. So we we finally got one of those backpacks with the leash on it, like you guys have. Oh, I refuse to put Ben in that stupid backpack. No, oh, yeah, you just yeah. you don't want to well, walk your child like a pet. No, I, I think it's well, obviously obviously my wife thinks it's a great idea, but I think it's a stupid idea uh, because well, we we have a dog, Mike. We have one, and the very first thing they teach you in dog training is don't let the dog pull on the leash because the second they're off the leash, then they're gone, right? They're not learning anything, so you're better off to have them off leash and train them to walk beside you because it leads to better behavior in the future, and I know that we equate raising children to dogs often on this show, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. To me, it's the same kind of thing. It's just tell them, don't run in the street, you dummy. Like, get back over here. Right, right. Well, we we took William out with his leash for the very first time. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. He walked five feet, and then he leaned down, and he stuck his hands in something, and we walked over to see what it was. And it was someone's spit. Oh, nice. Yeah. So someone has spit on the sidewalk and he's like, oh, what's this? And just shoved his hands in it. (laughs) And we're like, oh my God, are you serious? So we grab him and like Laura's got him like in a vice grip holding him. And we're like run back to the house. I Because we strollered out to somewhere and we strollered to an area where there wasn't going to be a lot of people around so that he could walk around freely and, you know, whatever. So we we run back to the house, me pushing the stroller, him being carried by Laura. We get back to the house and we hold him down on the ground. We scrub his hands with sanitizer and and everything. Because, I mean, who knows where that spit came from, right? Like, Right, right. So especially in this climate, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, speaking moistly is yes. a bad thing to do. Yeah, so we take this idiot home and we scrub his hands down and he starts freaking out. And you can tell he's just trying to headbutt and he can't because we're holding him on the ground. And so then eventually we, we get him his, his hands cleaned basically we just held him on the ground and scrubbed his hands like just kind of you know <laughs> held him sure. on the ground and then we carried him over to the the sink and just dangled him over the sink while he played in the sink to j- clean his hands off so if there was something on his hands let's we're you know we'll find out but oh my god like just of all the things to stick your hand in kid come yeah. on <laughs> yeah that's right well, just lesson learned, right? Bring some wipes with you on the walk, I guess, going yeah. forward. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been a fun week, <laughs> and I think really the the main thing that that really showed us how great a week it was going to be was if you recall last week on the show, I made a comment about Williams helping and how he wasn't helping the cats eat. Right. Kind of a thing. And I was starting to get worried about one of the cats because he was, you know, we were th- we thought he was constipated. And I was, I was rather flippant about the fact that Dante the cat was a little, you know, oh, why would this stupid picky cat eat anything? He's so picky. We got to f- mix water into his, his food dishes. Well, the day after we recorded the podcast, Dante threw up. Right. Dante rarely throws up. 
Kratos is the cat that throws up. Kratos is a scarf and barf cat. He he throws up almost every time he eats. Right. Because he's a street cat that's just like, this is going to be the last meal I ever have. Throw up, throw up, throw up. Dante never throws up. So he throws up. So right off the bat, that's an unusual sign. Well, the vomit is a dark brown, which just, no, that doesn't seem right. Right. Okay. So we do a quick Google at what that could be, and it's it's quite possible he's constipated, but it's also quite possible that he's bleeding internally, which is why it's dark brown, and that it could also mean that he has cancer. Right. So we're kind of like, okay, well, what do we do? You know, like, we're in the middle of this quarantine. I, I already know that our vet isn't seeing people. Like, we have a friend who lives up the street from our vet. And they took their cat to the same the same place that we go to, and basically she said that to, she dropped him off and then had to leave. Like they they wouldn't even let her inside. Right. So we're like, okay, well, let's just kind of watch and and we'll see what happens. I mean, the it could it's he never he never throws up, so maybe that's it. We don't know. So the next day, I, I wake up and he's there and he looks fine and. I go downstairs and there's even more dark brown puke all over the place in the basement. So we're like, okay, well, we can't ignore this. Like if it's, if it could be something serious, we can't ignore it. So we call up the vet and the vet's like, you can't come in unless it's an emergency. We explained what was going on. They're like, it's an emergency. Come on in. We took, well, I, I didn't take, I, I took the morning off work and actually I took the whole day off work just because of the way the day was. I watched William and Laura took Dante up to the to the vet and she had to sit in the car while they checked him out and they came back and, and they said right away, like pretty quick, that the x-ray was showing a mass in his stomach and that he has an ulcer. But that with what was going on, like the, because of x the way the x-rays are, it was pretty inconclusive. Like it could have mm-hmm. been... Could have sure, been really, it could be anything, yeah. Like it, it might not even be in his stomach. It might be next to his stomach. So they said they were going to keep him for the morning and they were going to do a test where they did a needle into his stomach. And they said, we're going to keep him. You can come back and get him later. So then Laura comes home and we have the discussion. What do we do? Kind of a thing. Right. We we basically come to the realization that, you know, we might have to say goodbye to Dante today. Mm -hmm. And that also might have been the last time I see Dante. Like I you know, loaded him into the cat carrier and off he went. And and I had that, that fear when he went that that was going to be the last time I saw him. But sure enough, we, Laura went and she picked him up and, and brought him home at about noon. And they said that they, they were going to do a test, but he also, I th- I'm not sure if I mentioned this, he has an ulcer as well. So they gave us medication for the ulcer and they said they were going to check it and give us a call the next day because it takes 24 hours to do the test on the mass that they took a piece of. So we obviously we don't sleep well, you know, it's not a yeah, great night. That's right. Yeah. Weighs on you. I mean, obviously he got spoiled like crazy, but I mean, it was so, it was so worrying. He wasn't eating, you know, like we did everything we could to try and get him to eat. And the other two aren't helping because they're pigs and they, they scarf down absolutely everything that, that could go on. Right. So we wait and the next morning comes and we get a call from the vet and, and it's better news than we thought, which was good. It's not, amazing news but it's still better news than we were expecting so they they know it's not because they originally thought it was like aggressive cancer and that it was like you you don't have time kind of a thing sure 
And they're like, it's not that. It's, there's, it's possible that it's like a stomach infection, like a gastro infection. Mm-hmm. And it's possible that it's, it is cancer, but it's not the same kind of cancer. It's something a little more treatable, but it, it would mean that he's still kind of, you know, on borrowed time, but it's not like, oh, you need to make your decision today kind of a thing, right? Right, right. So they said, we have the material, we can make a test. Additionally, we have anti-nausea medication that we can give that would help him start eating again. So Laura goes up and she gets the medication. By the way, not having a child in daycare right now really helped with the vet bills. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, my God. When It was funny because they were talking to us at one point and we were both like, it's really lucky. Like, we're both working. We're super lucky. We're very fortunate that both of us are still able to work during all of this. And that because we, we don't have a daycare, we're saving money right now. So when they told us how much it was going to be, it was really funny because they were like, the test is somewhat expensive. And we're like, oh, God, like, how bad is it going to be? Like, we're expecting, like, a daycare payment, you know? Right, right. And they're like, $200. And we're like, oh, (laughs) 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 whatever. Ring that up. I burn that daily. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. That's nothing. So, yeah. So, they they did that. We had another test that that was a little more, but still, nothing that was breaking the bank, right? So, so they, they said that this test, that they're, they're sending the piece that they had away. This test takes about two weeks. So we have two weeks to wait. So it was like two weeks from last Wednesday, I think it was, that we have to, to wait until we know what's going on. But in that time, he's doing a lot better. And it's, it's the, I, I guess it's just the, the nausea medication because he's eating again. Right. He's definitely acting way more like himself. It got to the point where he was hiding, and that's usually like an indication that something's wrong, especially with cats. Yeah, yeah, that your cat is hiding because they're vulnerable, and you don't—they don't want to get hurt, kind of a thing. They don't want to get picked off when they're sick. That's that's the natural reflex, kind of a thing. So he's not hiding anymore. He's—I don't know if it's because we've been spoiling him, but he's extra cuddly right now, right? You know, like because because of course we're going to spoil him. We give him treats all the time, like. We give him treats every time he because he's got to take three pills a day now. Oof, damn. Yeah, so two pills for his ulcer and then one pill for his anti-nausea stuff. So he's getting treats left, right, and center. He's getting special bed privileges that no one else is getting. Like we'll bring him <laughs> in and and sit him down. You know, we're 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 spoiling him, but he's 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 acting like himself. So I I also feel like he felt like he was getting skinny, and we just chalked that up to the fact that he was like not eating and the you know the, he was being picky. And then we realized that it was because, you know, he's sick, which is why he's lost muscle mass is what they told us. Right. Because you can feel like you can feel his spine when you run your hand about around his back. And already that feels better. He doesn't feel as bony as he did in, in just a week. Like he's still like on the lower end of his weight. Like he he was around 10 pounds and now he's he's just under like he's like nine six or something like that. So he's he's still got some weight to put back on. But. We, you know, we're hopeful where we won't find out until like next week sometime how things are going. But like, if, if it's the stomach infection, then they just need to give him steroids and he'll be fine. So we're really hoping that that's what it is. You know, we're not going to put all our chips on that basket and, and just assume that like that's all it's going to be. So, you know, we're keeping an, an open mind sounds positive, but you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not dismissing the fact that it, it could be still bad news, but he's doing better. So. You know, we're optimistic. 
Yeah, well, that's good. Well, hopefully everything uh, turns out to be okay. We'll have to we'll have to f- follow back around on this story. Yeah, it's like, and and then I, after, of course, I mean, this all happens, and I've had the the worst day, and I'm I'm all upset because like this is the first time I've had to deal with this. Like Laura's had many pets, like she's had like five cats and three dogs and fish and all this stuff. Sure, so this is, yeah. But, but the cats that we have, we have three cats. These cats are the first pets I've ever had. I've never had to deal with, you know, an illness or a sickness or a death of a pet. So, like, you know, it, it hit me way harder than I thought it would. And I think part of the reason was is because Dante is our second cat, not our first cat. Right. Like, I expected sooner or later something was going to happen to Kratos and, you know, He's the older cat, right? He's two years older than the others. So I assumed if anything was ever going to happen to anybody, it would be Kratos. So having it go straight to Dante was a shock. And, and it was, I had this emotional day of being like, so upset, like, well, what if this happens? Like, how are things going to, because of course, Dante is also the best cat with William as well. Right. William's favorite cat is Hudson. I don't know if it's because he's big and floofy, but William loves Hudson. But Dante is the cat that will sit with William and cuddle with William and, and all of this stuff. So, you know, my thoughts are like, like, William's not going to get to spend time with Dante. And, and I'm just like a wreck and all upset. And then I come down and I edit the podcast and it's just me being like, what a dumb cat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Isn't that always the problem with pets, right? Yeah. Like it's that unconditional love, but you know, eventually you you know you're going to outlive them always, you know, unless you happen to be like eighty years old or something like that. But I, I know when we brought our dog home, he was literally eight weeks old. And it's like you're gonna die in like ten years. And like I am dreading it already. You know, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's crazy. It's they're just like members of the family. Well, they are members of the family, so Oh god, there was one day I remember, and this was years ago, like this was still when we were in the apartment. There was one day and we were talking and I was just talking about Kratos, and then it was just like out of nowhere. I was just like, "And then you're gonna die one day." And then I just had like this tear, <laughs> or it's like, "Where did yeah. that come from?" But I'm like, "I don't even know." Like it was just like, "Where did this happen from?" You know. Yeah. So yeah, they're you know they're they are little members of the family, but I'll keep everybody updated, and we're pulling for the best. So obviously that note that that was a little sad, yeah, but little, you know that was a little heavy there, Mike. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't try to mean. <laughs> I don't try to be to be sad, but you know what? I might have some breaking news that uh Oh, no, I don't have breaking news. Uh, Laura sent me something about on the Hamilton subreddit. There are horseback police traveling around our neighborhood patrolling to make sure that people are in in their homes and you know, obeying quarantine stuff kind of a thing. But what I thought she was sending me was I went for a walk with William earlier tonight, as I said, I was pushing the stroller around and there was a massive fire. Oh, in your neighborhood? Uh, so you know where we live. We live near the hospital and the, yeah, and the jail yeah. and stuff. So I'm walking in the area right before the bridge, the the bridge area that's where the hospital and the, the jail are, and I can just see smoke coming up. And I'm like, it's not like steam smoke. That's like smoke smoke. And right, then yeah. as I kind of got closer, I, I kind of wish I'd gone up the bridge because I would have had a better view, but... I could see, because I went to this, this is like a little dog park. I went into the dog park and you could just see black smoke billowing out of one of the neighborhoods. So I don't know what was going on or where the fire was, but somebody in our neighborhood is not having a good night. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Anyway, I thought that's what the breaking news was. That was not the breaking news, but yeah, where, wow. where to go? Where to go wow. from there? 
Well, should we talk about wrestling, Mike? Because they had they had some real bad news too. That's true. Well, sorry, they had some they had some good news. Let's talk about the good news for the WWE. <laughs> Inexplicably, Mike, the WWE has been deemed an essential service in Florida. Because that makes sense. Yes, that's right. The, the Florida absolutely must have the greased up men and women fighting each other in front of no audience on Mondays and Fridays every week. Sorry, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. As I say, we don't forget Wednesdays. Yeah. And occasional Sundays. So uh, the question is, is how much money did the local congressman get bribed (laughs) in order to make this happen? Because that's insane. It is. But here's the thing, going off the conspiracy theory that you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. this is the thing that I read. The governor of Florida is a Republican Trump ally. Right. And Linda McMahon is the like in charge of some super PAC. I, I don't pretend to know that much about American politics, but like okay. a super PAC is do you do you know what a super PAC is? Yes. Oh, do you want me to do you want yeah, to explain it? It's basically like a uh a funding group for like a particular a particular politician like they will they will funnel cash and in, in forms of donations and support and stuff yes so that's b- way better than i would have explained it because i would have been like it's the piece they send money <laughs> 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 and they're super yeah but anyway that super pack that she's in charge of gave 18 million dollars to like the trump re-election campaign in florida right and then a florida governor well, not the governor himself, but the it's, it's it's a state where Trump is is allies with the governor, and then all of a sudden WWE is an essential service, and then all of a sudden Vince McMahon gets named to some committee where it's like we're rebuilding the country. This is our 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 team of businessmen that are going to lead us in the I future. I was going to say, yeah, part of their their business collective to have ideas on how to. Uh you know, get the economy back going and that kind of crap. But I mean, I guess if it's going to be any state, of course, it's going to be Florida. Just see that they open up their beaches and stuff again. Oh, my God. Like no. they shut it. They shut it down for what, a whole four or five days or something like that. And now it's back up and running and the beaches were swamped, apparently. Like the, oh the stroke of 5 p.m. when the thing was lifted, people were out there. I'm not shocked. There's some really dumb people in the United States right now doing a lot of dumb things. Well, this, yeah, or, or even in Canada, too. I know we're not supposed to talk about this shit, but, like, the people protesting about being quarantined, what, what are you doing? Right. Like, just suck it up. Just suck it up. Okay, anyway, anyway, let's get back to the topic at hand, just because, I mean, I know it's related, but yeah, it, it's it's still not the topic. But, yeah, so that happened. They're an essential service. They're still allowed to operate, but they still laid off. A shit ton of employees. 30, 33 wrestlers and employees. And I think the bulk were wrestlers. I think there was like 20, 25 wrestlers. But they, they let off. Like Obviously, you know the referees. Mike, was it Chioda? Mike Chioda. 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 He's been a ref forever. Like 20 plus years. And apparently he's gone now. They yeah, decided. he was like their head referee or something, I think. Yeah, well, he's been a ref forever, like like back in the Attitude Era, which would have been what ninety eight or something like that. You know, yeah, like, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, they they let a ton of people go, and wrestling fans are not happy. No, no, 
Not at all. What, especially in this, you know, in this climate and stuff too, where there's a lot of uncertainty. The fact that it's just like, oh well, we need to cut some money. There you go. You're all, you're all let go. You're all fired all of a sudden. But then the other thing that I'm seeing too is, is like, like, do you know? I don't know if you do follow any of the Wrestling Observer stuff, like Dave Meltzer and that. If it's on, if it's on Reddit, I follow it, but I don't right. actively follow those sites. Yeah. Well, he posted something to the effect of like. Even without another Saudi Arabia show, they're on track to make a billion dollars this year. Is that profit or is that just revenue? Do you know? I I don't know. But they were like, there's no reason that they don't have the money to pay those people kind of a thing. Yeah. Or or do the, um, you know, this is happening a lot in the corporate world where you take like a 10% pay cut or a 20% pay cut, something like that, right? Just until this is all blown over and then you'll go back up to your normal thing. Like, do something like that. Right? Yeah, maybe Vince McMahon takes a pay cut for a... No. (laughs) I'm sure he only makes a dollar a year or some bullshit like that. But they released some pretty big names, in my opinion. Although, we we talked about the the Boneyard match the other day. And, well, this answers some of those questions because they released Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. So, they are dead forever. They they will not be reborn. Officially, they died. The Undertaker murdered them. And only AJ (laughs) Styles survived. Zombie AJ will be back. But they released some other big names. Rusev was probably the most surprising to me. Yes. The thing that surprised me most about Rusev is they fired Rusev, but not Lana. I know. I don't understand. Yeah. For those who don't know, Rusev's wife is Lana. So they kept his wife and they got rid of him. And like Rusev hasn't been doing much lately, which, you know, to me, it's no fault of his own because the WWE creative ebbs and flows however they they feel. But it wasn't what, like a year ago or almost a year and a half ago, he was like the hottest guy on the roster with the whole Rusev Day thing. And then he had the, the greatest WrestleMania entrance ever, I think, at 32, 31, where he had the tank entrance. That was that was might have been 31, I think. Yeah. Might have been 31, yeah. But that's only like four years ago, five years ago. Yeah, and the Rusev Day t-shirt was like the number one item. Like He was like their number one seller for, for a while last year. Exactly. So, to me, it's like clearly he's got the funny side. He's got like the beast side or whatever. I, I don't know. The, to me, I'm, I'm shocked unless he asked to be released, but I haven't read or heard anything along those lines. Yeah, the only thing that I saw from him was he was just like, thanks, and then left. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, probably tired of being uh underutilized i guess yeah because i mean he didn't have a wrestlemania match but lana was on a wrestlemania match for some reason no i know but it it also to me that also shows that the whole vince mcmahon you know reach for the brass ring like spiel that he gives all the time is just complete bullshit yeah you know he he will make whoever he wants to make the most popular guy and it doesn't matter how popular you get yourself unless vince decides yep i'm gonna go with you it doesn't matter well, look at Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder made himself one of the most popular people on the entire roster, and it still got him nowhere. Although he was also one of the people who got fired as well. Well, there was a lot of like longtime people like Zack Ryder. He was with the company for, what, 13, 14 years, something yep. like that. Heath Slater, he got cut. Same thing. He's been there forever. There was a lot of sort of fresh-faced NXT people who got bumped up last year. And they didn't do shit with them, and they all got released. Like, EC3, he got let go. 
Where is the other? I'm looking at a list here. Like Leo Rush, he got let go. Drake Maverick, he got let go. Like I don't know. A lot of these guys, no way Jose, none of them had a real chance at the main roster. And they were all super popular at NXT. Yeah, exactly. EC3, I remember he came in from Impact and everybody was like, holy shit, can't believe EC3's coming in. Because he was a guy, if, if you want to parallel somebody's life, he was like Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre worked in WWE. They let him go because they didn't have anything for him to do. They let him go. He went somewhere else, became incredibly popular, became the champion, and then they got him back, except Drew McIntyre became like a big dude in NXT. He was like NXT champion at one point, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then he's now, he's now WWE champion. And then... EC3, oh, well, he went off to Impact. He became a big guy, became a champion there. They brought him back. He went to NXT, became really popular in NXT. And they brought him up. And then they shit the bed with him. They did nothing with him. Yeah, and that's what I don't understand is these guys are, they obviously have a following, right? NXT proves that they're monstrously popular. And, of course, NXT is a little biased because the crowds are probably the most passionate fans because it's small, it's small audiences and whatever. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you can be so popular there, go to the main roster and be like, oh, look at this joke. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You would think if the person was making money in one place, they'd be making money in the other place kind of a thing. Yeah, like you'd be exactly. like, Oh, okay. Let's, let's, why wouldn't we put him in front of more people where he could make more money? You know, yeah. that kind of well, thing. Well, a sanity. You know, the, the, the group sanity? Yeah. Because like, one of him, Eric Young got let go. He was the main guy. They were like white hot in nxt and then they moved him up to the main roster and they just didn't do anything with them and then they just i I don't know i haven't seen sanity in a match in years right i don't remember them being on the main roster that's how bad that is yeah like that's crazy to me when they got let go i was like oh right (laughs) like and it was still again it was only eric young that got let go not the other guys in sanity so i don't know maybe that's one of the he'd asked or asked to let go or whatever but I don't know. I don't I don't get it, man. I don't get it. There's also like Epico and Primo who haven't been on TV in, in forever. So and I'm they're, not they're also guys who've been there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not shocked they got let go. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This is like a bit of a dick move, I think. Yeah, definitely. And you know what, though? Like, especially because like, oh, let's let's release them into an area where they can't work. You know, like they can't do independent shows or anything like that. Yeah. I, I'm curious as to how many of those people show up on AEW because there will be some of those people on AEW for sure. Who do you who do you pick? Jim Ross. Jim Ross has already said that he wants Rusev. Yeah, and Jim Ross is like one of the talent guys at at uh, at least I think he is. He might just be an announcer, but I he's also he's Jim Ross though, right? Like his opinion has weight. This sure. is true. Zack Ryder. I don't remember his his real name because that's what he's going by on Pro Wrestling Tees is his real name. That's another thing. Zack Ryder and Heath Slater both had shirts up the next day on Pro Wrestling Tees that you could buy. <laughs> yes. But Zack Ryder is really good friends with Cody Rhodes. Do you, do you think Zack Ryder makes the jump to AEW? I think so. And I think he does... I don't. I don't think he's like world champion, but I think he does well. He'll be there. What do you think? What gimmick do you think he brings to the table? Do you think he brings back into the old ones, or he just reinvents himself? They'll probably just let him do what he wants. And I mean, like what he did in years ago seemed to get him really over. So who knows? Maybe yeah. he just does the same thing. But I mean, the same thing. The, the argument though is is also AEW is only going to have so many spots. 
Yeah. Right? You know, they can't catch everybody. But yeah, I would agree. I would think Rusev for sure lands on his feet there. Uh, I think Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows probably go back to Japan if they don't retire. Like, I think Anderson's already teased they're going back to Japan. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. There was some message because they were Bullet Club, right? So they've already made like messages about Bullet Club, the teases about Bullet Club on Twitter. So yeah, and I think EC3. Do you think he goes AEW or do you think he goes back to like Impact or something like that, or or is he done or is he finished? Right? Because that is the other option is they just call it a day and stick to the indies. I feel like EC3 might because he's already like rebranded his name too. To yeah. still be EC3, but it's a different name because he was like Ethan Carter the third, and now he's like Evan Carver the third, <laughs> you know, like something like that, right? So, yeah. I, but I, he's going to end up somewhere. It's is he? I don't think he just sticks to the Indies. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. AEW for him though seems unlikely because they have MJF, who is basically the same guy as EC3. But I mean, who knows, right? Because they're all kind of the same as Chris Jericho, and he's also AEW, so... Well, who knows? Maybe they could just be like, it's a war, you know? Like, yeah, a faction of assholes. <laughs> I'm going to... Well, that war, what they do is he's like, you stole my gimmick, and I'm going to fight you for it. And then in the end, after they fight, it's like, oh, actually, we're going to be best friends now. And then they become like a tag team. Yeah. Of like arrogant dicks. Maybe. Maybe that would happen, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's that's all the WWE stuff I have. But Yeah, so. well, you know, again, it's another weird, like, with the exception of one major story, there's not a lot going on in the world mm-hmm. kind of a thing every week. But there is one thing that we've, we've kind of talked about, and I think it would actually be a good spot to end it on and a good spot to be like, let's talk about this next week kind of a thing. Sure. Because then it's like, then we know we have something to talk about next week, <laughs> that kind of thing. But you mentioned to me off air, and we haven't mentioned it on the show yet, but Google Stadia. We've talked about Google Stadia at length on the podcast before and how it's not doing that great and how it's, you know, it's got some problems. Right. Well, right now, Google Stadia Pro is free for two months. That's right. And, and Google Stadia, the basic version is always free when they release it but the pro comes with nine games i believe yeah and those they, games i can rifle them off real quick destiny 2 grid guilt steam world there's two steam world games serious sam's spit spitlings never even heard of that stacks on stacks and thumper so some real real top end games there, i've heard thumper is really good is it i've not heard any of these games before but i've heard i've heard i've heard of guilt Okay. I've heard of, I mean, obviously, I know Destiny 2. Grid's a racing game, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. I'm going to look it up. I'm pretty sure Grid's a racing game. But with yes, all it that, is. It is. you know, for a free trial kind of a thing, I feel like it's time that you and I hop in and give it a shot with these free games and just see, like, let's come back next week and be like, Oh, that was terrible, you know, or 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 that <laughs> was great, or, yeah. or whatever. And uh, you know, I, I, there's a few things I'd like to try because on one hand, I've played Destiny in the past, but I played a long time ago. I played the first Destiny a little bit, and like, I know a, fr- a friend of mine is absolutely obsessed with Destiny, so it'd be really funny if all of a sudden I'm like, I really am 
all of about Destiny after playing it on Stadia, which would be funny because you can transfer, you can transfer your stuff around. Oh, okay. And and Destiny Two was already free on PlayStation Plus, so if I like Destiny Two in Stadia when the two month trial's over, I'll pop on to PS4 and transfer my character <laughs> over. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'll be playing Destiny Two at some point in after the future. After you play Doom, Mike. I know. I know. <laughs> I gotta get to do. I'm still Assassin's Creed is the longest game in the universe. I'm um, I think I've almost done chapter seven, and then I still have four DLC bits to do <laughs> after I beat the story. I know, you'll get there, but yeah, I think I think we'll definitely try the Stadia stuff, and we'll we'll report back with our own experiences. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right. So that sounds good. And I think that's a good spot to end this week's episode with something to look forward to next week on Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even just tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com. Or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. A bassoon. Don't add shit. (laughs) That's not right.